Hey, you guys. So it's your girl, Tamika Johnson. And I would like to say welcome back to What is the Perfect Mom? Today, we have a special guest on the show. She's a dope-ass mom. She's also an entrepreneur. Say what's up, Anita. Hey, everybody. Yes, this is Anita Slim. I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, sis, yes. I'm happy that you made time for me. <laughs> anyway, let everybody know what you do and tell us about your entrepreneurial makeup line. Let everybody right, know well, about that. Yeah, um, well, as you guys know, again, my name is Anita. And first and foremost, I do work full time as um, a child protective specialist with the Administration for Children's Services. Okay. Very proud of my role there. And then, um, as Tamika said, I am an entrepreneur of Miss Madness Cosmetics. And um, I started Miss Madness Cosmetics um, in early 2019. And I started Miss Madness first and foremost as a lip line. And I made sure to, you know, provide lipsticks and lip glosses and lip liqueurs uh, for every girl and in all different types of shades. After a while, I did start to branch out and offer many different makeup products and I started actually doing makeup and providing different types of makeup services. So entrepreneurship has definitely been a journey and it's definitely been a journey that I'm learning from every day. Right, right. And I have to support you, sis. You got to beat my face. I got you. <laughs> and you got that nice face. So you got that nice bone structure. I got you. Don't worry, sis. Yes. And um, so Anita is also a, a boy mom. So let us know about your son, Legend. Yes, my baby boy legend. He is three years old right now and, um, you know, COVID, so he's not in daycare, but typically he's in daycare and he's getting so big and he's learning so many words every day. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we're going, uh, we going on vacation in about a month, so it'll be his first time on an airplane. And it's just so great seeing him grow up every day and, and do things, do new things every day. And right. to watch this child that, like, came from your body and that you birthed just grow every day like it is such an amazing experience so legend like i said he's three years old he drives me crazy but it's just <laughs> so amazing amazing watching him grow right he's lucky to have you as a mom too oh, thank you boy. and carlito <laughs> yes. is lucky to have you as a mom i love carlito so much yes, oh my I goodness him and legend play day pictures <laughs> him and legend they have so much fun together it's so good to see them together and to have fun Right, and they're the same age and everything, so it's it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so today I wanted to talk about like um how the children you know, we wait, I I'm all nervous or whatever. You know how we had the coronavirus, the whole pandemic, and it was the children that's like enforced the care and stuff like that. And I was just thinking about them like last month, thinking like, all right, they provided food. New York City is providing food for the kids and everything. And um what happens to the kids that grow out of the system? during this time you know what I'm saying like during mm -hmm. this whole pandemic do they have a place to go or do you know do the people let them stay I was thinking mm -hmm. about you know those kind of kids mm -hmm. what you think about that yeah well um thanks so much for asking that's definitely a very important question for sure um I do just want to throw out there that I don't work I don't work on the foster care side of things within the child welfare system but I can right. say that yeah but I can say that just based off of my role and based off of like what I'm seeing with my role um children are still being served 
the work right. did not stop. Yes, the work did not stop during the pandemic. We were still making contact with, you know, the clients or whatnot, whether that's in person or via video chat. So just based off of what I know on the foster care side, as it relates to your question, because I definitely want to answer the question in terms of what are happening to those children on the foster care side of things when they age out and things like that. When they age out, foster care has age out funds or mm -hmm. programs that ensure um, once the uh, client has aged out of foster care, you know, they are settled, they have some type of apartment, they have perhaps some type of job. And this is something that the case planner will be working or should be working with the client on during their time in foster care, especially if, you know, the child has not been adopted, if the child, if the parent has not come back for the child, at least there's that case planner in place and other people within these foster care agencies that ensure that the child is going to be okay once they age out and they are in the community. Right. Yeah, because I was thinking about these kids. I was like, dang, yes. this is how they had to do remote learning. Now, some of the kids, like, and I'm not just talking about foster kids. I'm talking about kids all over the world. Thank they you. They go to school to get away, like, to get away mm -hmm. from molesters, to get mm -hmm. away from people that's abusing them at home and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Then they have to stay at home all day do remote learning and stuff like that. I really thought about these kids. I don't know what made me think about it. Because mm -hmm. you know, I have my own kid. Of course. I, I I don't know. I thought about those children. And I was like, dang, it's sad. And right. I hope that every child is okay out there. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, girl. And a that's a and that's a good mindset to have because and I don't care what anybody thinks about this, even even you slim and me as parents. Right. A child is everybody's business. A child's safety is everybody's right. business. So I commend you for definitely having that thought or right. having those feelings about you know, children. Yeah, it takes a village. It definitely takes a village because children are very vulnerable mm -hmm. and um, they don't have a voice. And you, as the, as the advocate, you have to be their voice as an adult. You know what I mean? You see something that may not be all the way appropriate, say, for instance, in the park or something. You say something to that right. parent. You, you know understand what I'm saying? You protect that something. child. You right. protect that child. You understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so uh, children are everybody's business. Like you right. said, it definitely um, takes a village. So it's great that you that you have that mindset. But I just want to say on the child welfare side, I'm a child protective specialist. Like I said, I never stopped working during right. the pandemic. We were still going out to see the children, still going out to check on the domestic violence survivors, still going out to make sure these people have foods, to have food, still went out to make sure, collaborated with the schools, make sure that the children are um, in school, uh, logging on to school every day, have the proper uh, resources and technologies to actually log on to school every day. And if they don't point them in the right direction to go, because a lot of parents, a lot of moms, a lot of dope ass moms, we just need some help. We right. just need some support. You know what I mean? And that's where my position um, comes in. I may be coming in as at a very vulnerable moment, at a very critical and a, and a moment in crisis. But first and foremost, I'm there to support you. Right. Of course, making sure the children are safe. I'm going to make sure the children are safe. That's my number one job, of course. But secondly, is to support you and see what this family needs. No, yeah. And the children. Because, um, when my son had gotten burned, ACS had came. And um, the lady was so nice to me. And mm -hmm. she didn't make me feel like, oh, my God, like, I couldn't trust her. It was a lady just like me. She was black. Mm -hmm. had children. And then she came to my house at the end of everything with a bag of clothes, with 
body wash with so much stuff toys yeah. around Christmas time like she my heart started hurting like I wanted to cry I was so grateful for this lady and right. she was for child um, protective services as well so exactly. yeah good job thank you yeah, yeah. You oh no problem and thank you for thanking me because a right. lot of times we don't we don't get the commitment the teachers get all of the commitment the teachers right. get all of it up and that's fine because our job is different you know what I'm saying right. like our job we're seen as the bad guys but we know on the back end that the families that we help and the families that we really support in times of need. Um, right. So definitely. And, and I love what I do because it involves children. I love the children. Right. I love the kids. I love the babies. Right. That's cool. That's cool. Also, I wanted to ask you, because a lot has been going on like for like the last two months. Better yet, two mm-hmm. weeks. A lot has been going on. How you feel? Because every day I get up, I pray different now. I kiss my son different. I give him a hug. I love him so much. How do you feel about raising a black boy here in America? I'm terrified. Yo. I'm absolutely terrified because this black boy, Slim, you hear me? They turn into men. Right. And that's when, uh, you know, society wants to be, you know, so afraid of them. Right. But I'm like, at what age? Do he go from cute to something to be afraid of? Like, right. You know, so. Right. I, absolutely. I, I don't know, girl. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, that's like a hard to because we both got black boys, you know, and I think about it every day. Like, and then I'm like, if I move out of state, oh, it's the same thing, you know? Thing, right. Yeah. Sometimes even worse. Right. <laughs> I was just having this conversation with my coworker, and she was like, why you just don't move out of state? Why are you still in East New York? And I was like, all right, if I go out of state, I need to know the laws. Exactly. I need to know, study the laws out of state. Exactly. Because, you know, I know what's going on in New York, but Look, it could be you. different in Alabama. It could be yes. different other and places. Major. And it could be really different for black boys. Other states, they have the Confederate flags hanging up. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Girl. The police is different. You understand? Right. Everything and my whole different. thing is you can, my whole thing is you can, you know, raise your son to be this scholar, this doctor, this, you know, acceptable man in society. And he still gets pulled over and got for a bit killed by the police because he's talking back smart. You right. know, just because he's black, who cares what he has? Who cares if he has a clean record? Who cares if he has these credentials and these PhDs? All they see is the blackness. You right. understand? Know so it's like, how can you really fully protect your child when it's like, no matter what, he's going to be viewed as this threat in society? Right. That's all I think about. Then I had some, well, one of my friends, she said some stupid remark. Oh, Carlito, his light skin will cool it here. I said, he's still a black man. Oh, man. She's like, oh, you don't have anything to worry about. I have everything to worry about. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think mm-hmm. about this stuff every day. This is something to think about. Because even I turn on the TV, it's all, all in our face. You know, But you mean? know what's not in your face, though? You know what's not? Just going mm-hmm. back to these jobs, you know, with the PhDs and the credentials. A lot of our Black people are suffering in these office spaces with these white people. Right. You know, so how do I even protect my Black boy from, you know, experiencing microaggressions in the workplace? That's equally just as um, traumatizing and devastating to, to black people. Right. You know, and then even 
for the black men who, you know, may have a record and they come home and they want to do something better with their life because they keep because they got this record following them. Right. And the system is definitely not made for us. It's not made for them. Like the the low incomes, you got to have this and you they'll pick you if you don't have um they'll pick you for the apartments if you it's just you and your kid so for us we have low incomes and stuff like that but they don't want us to have the man mm-hmm. here with us and also like in society mm-hmm. today they like demasculating our black men you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. over the tv i see like hiv commercials with black men or the gay commercials with black men like they demasculating us. I also seen on Instagram some white lady. She adopted two little black boys, and she had them dressed up in dresses and stuff. So mm. the system is not made for us. It's made for um. They're just trying to exterminate us. Period. So if you get rid of the black man, they're just trying to exterminate us. Period. That's all I gotta say. Like, <laughs> would you have the same sentiments if you had a daughter? No, my mind would be a little different. Well, no, uh, towards America, it would be different yeah, because my son is a black boy. But as a woman, I, I don't know. I don't see cops. Cops never pull me over for nothing, but I see them pull guys over that look like us for nothing. So, no, mm-hmm. it would be different if I had a daughter. But see, that's the thing, though, because I feel like women, we're forgotten in the conversation. For right. real. Because it's like you have the all of these black men who were murdered and that's not take away from the fact that they were murdered by, by police. But we also have a handful of women who have also been murdered by police, but their their voices get muffled out. Right. Like the Breonna Taylor and stuff. Right. right. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So. You know, it's that too. And I feel you about the, the daughter thing. One, I feel like why I wouldn't have to necessarily worry about my daughter, how I would have to worry about my son. And even this, I feel like, uh, this, whatever. But I feel like girls, we're like, or women, like we, like we're more cognitive, like logical. You know what I mean? Like we know how to like navigate the system and, you know, we're more, I feel like we're smarter than guys. Yes. <laughs> and that way, I feel like I wouldn't have to worry about my daughter because I feel like she would be more logical. Um, but other than that, like, I would be afraid for my daughter for, like, black men, like, harassing her down the street. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you the know, whole sex police, trafficking. Yeah, if not police, then it's, then it's these men as predators, you know what I mean? So it's that, too. It, it, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about, but, yeah. Yeah, having children here, like, everybody, like, have another kid. And I'm like, nah, I'm good with my one kid. <laughs> I'm already scared. But I don't want to take away from the fact that motherhood is amazing. Like, no, it is. Motherhood is so amazing. And I know we got all of these external factors. And people, I feel like at least of these generations, like they they kind of like frown down on parent parenthood. Like, ah, got kids, ah, got whatever. Like there's so much beauty in like being a parent and just seeing like your kid grow. And then not right. only that, like being able, being able for your legacy to live on, like outside of right. your body. So right. it's like, you know, you're supposed to die before your kids. Hopefully I die before legend and he lives right. and he has children. My leg- my legacy continues on. You know, my father's legacy continues on. Like, we live, you know. 
Right. And it's really good when you're enjoying your motherhood. Like, I get up. I have so much fun with my son. Like, he's my best friend, my little broke best friend. We do everything together. I'm really enjoying motherhood with him. Yes. Me too. (laughs) Same with legend. I'm like, I thank God for him. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Like, when you have a gave me a whole new life, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And see, Carlito, he, he, He's such a chill baby. That's the thing. That's what also makes it like so enjoyable. Like I'm not gonna right. say he don't cry and like you know maybe whine and stuff like that. But when I was around Colito, he was chilling. That's the baby yes. I would never have a problem with like watching or <laughs> being around. Like he plays really good with Legend. Like he shares. Like he don't oh. cry. If, like somebody takes something from him. Like he be chilling. Like if, one thing I saw if if when Legend would like you know take something from Carlito, Carlito give it to him and find something else to play with. Oh, so <laughs> you telling me that I'm doing a good job with my baby? Yes, <laughs> yes, he's a Thank very you. good baby. Yes, very good. Very and you know I don't let cute. people watch him and nothing like that. So he probably was happy to be around some other kids mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm so selfish with him. I don't let people watch him. He was eating his mangoes, his apples. He was chilling, Carlito. Right. I could be around that baby anytime. And he loved music. Oh, like what? His mother. You yeah. some gems, he started dancing immediately. What? <laughs> he the party starter. You want your party to get lit? Call Carlito. Yeah, girl, <laughs> we have to um have another play date. We definitely will. Yeah, we have to. So let's wrap this up a little bit. Um, so thanks for being on the show, Anita. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes, Thank I you for having you me. So much. And I Thank can't you wait for, for amplifying my voice. Yes, yes, sis. Yes. <laughs> All Thank I can you. say is yes. <laughs> yep. Black people, I just want to leave you out with this. Black people from all walks of life, let's come together. Black mm-hmm. men, take care of your women. Black women, take care of your, your black men. Right. Take care of your family. Take care of your homes. Right. Teach with right. love. Uh, lead with love. Right. You know? Slim, I want you to talk about this on your next show. I don't know who it's going to be. I want you to talk about spanking. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, we don't have to cut off. We could talk about spanking right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have to cut off. We could talk about spanking right now. What's going on? What's on your mind, sis? Well, with regard to spanking, I feel as though as we move forward with, you know, continuing to heal us Black people, our Black people, and just come together and make, you know, a better lifestyle for each other, I just feel as though we need to redo or undo our thinking of what discipline should look like with our children. Right. And that directly relates to me to spanking. I was raised on in the household of spanking. And, you know, when I was spanked or whatnot, I did what my mother said. But later on down in my life, I realized that it kind of made me, you know, aggressive. Okay. Um, the, yeah. The first thing I wanted to do was, you know, fight if, if, if something happens to me. And that was because that was that was taught and learned of me, you know, and I just want people to understand how traumatizing it could be on children's brain to be you know spanked with hands or even objects and it also you know sort of breaks the bond with the relationship with the parent and the child and 
the child learns that this is the way that, you know, you instill something or this is the way that you love. And this is the way that you are able to get to get what you want out of a person that you supposedly love. And it just brings on, you know, bad practices later on in life, you know, and it hurts. It's a form of violence. You know what I mean? So I just want us to start to rethink our disciplinary methods and how it affects our children later on down in life. And if not even later on down in life, even still earlier, early in their lives, because you, you see it early in their lives, the impact of spanking and trauma um, in, in terms of what that what that does to children. Right. So I, I wanted to, you know, speak on that. It, it's, it's scientific. Like when, when, when a child is spanked, like it does something to their brain. Like right. that's like well, you know, I bits got spanked growing up, Anita, and I turned mm-hmm. out okay. Like, <laughs> but I, I was out... a good kid. I was a good kid, Me but too. I got I got spanked when I needed to be spanked, and I turned out okay. And my um, well, my aunt raised me. Her kids turned out okay, and her son turned out pretty good too. And I think we turned out like my family. We spank our kids. Well, I'm not gonna say we because my son, he not that bad. When I need mm-hmm. to spank him, like I take away his tablet or his iPad. Right, right. I count to three. One, and he no, not to make me count to three because he don't want to pow pow. So, you know, mm-hmm. I turned out okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think I turned out okay too, but I feel yeah, like I, I would have been better. Yeah, I think you turned out okay, and you needed more spankings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I needed any more spankings. I really don't. I want black people to start understanding how spankings can be traumatizing to children and undo that thinking of this is what we need to do to our children to get them to listen to us. Right. Because well, we they can do time out because I do. Time yeah. Out or as friends. the child gets older, just do just do other things. You know what right. I'm saying? Because because my perspective is that if a child gets spanked at home and this is the way that the child is like taught to, you know, obey, the child is going to go out into society and do this to people. Right. I, I feel as though like more likely than not, they may not. Yeah, because times, um, my whole open. family got a spanking. We turned out okay. <laughs> So, but I understand yes. what you're saying. I try no, to it do can other be things because I don't like if I give him a pow pow or a pluck or whatever, I'd be like, oh my God, I feel so bad. So, so I try other yeah. things like get in the bed. I make right him sit down. down. Yeah, one, and he'll let me count to three. Right. So, you know, I already got him in check at three years old. <laughs> Like right, one, and he'd be like, "Okay," but one time he did say two. I was like, "He really said two, and I started laughing, you know. Or I put him in the corner. It's timeout time, or he stand in the corner, and then after mm-hmm. I like say sorry to mommy, and he goes sorry, and he gives me a hug, and then we go on with our lives. But he don't do really bad things. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, see Carlito really doing bad stuff. But either way, I I denounce spanking for the for the people out there. I just don't think it does any good for the child. It it probably does good for you in the moment as the parent, mm-hmm. but later on down the line it doesn't do any any good for the child. And like I said it's actually very very traumatizing right. to the child on on the brain. So I just want us to start rethinking other ways like you said time out. You said taking away the tablet cuz that works for legend too. Like when I tell yeah. him sit down and he said, on his, oh, my goodness, the way he cries, it's like he cries, he's crying as if he got spanked, but he didn't. Right. <laughs> but he's no, crying like he did. They're always exaggerated, right? And I'm like, yeah. come on, I didn't even do anything. 
Then Alex would be like, go say sorry to mommy. And he'd be like, sorry, mommy. And I'd be like, right. oh, come here, give me a hug. <laughs> you see? Yeah, so. And then, and then from there, like, they learn. I don't think they learn from getting hit. Like, you know, children are smart. Like, you know, you have to, even at three years old, I talk to Legend. Like, Legend, don't do that. Like, right. and I explained to him why he shouldn't do that. Even at three years old. I feel like we were raised that parents don't have to explain themselves. Like, you just don't do something and then that's it. Like, okay. I understand, you know, with the with the repeating, it, it can get frustrating. Like, I told you, I told you, I told you, whatever, whatever. But at three years old, I can see that he understands me explaining to him why he shouldn't be doing what it is that he's doing. Right. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people actually talk to their three-year-old like that. And I could be wrong. Maybe they do. But I explained to him, like, don't do that. Like, okay. And he's like, okay, mommy. Right. <laughs> and I'd be like, mommy, love you. Mommy, love you. That's why. She don't want you to touch that. Exactly. Mommy, love you. Or I'd be like, if, boy, if you don't stop it, I don't want to be in Brookdale. Sit down. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, they understand that three. No, yeah, they definitely understand. Children understand more than we we could ever imagine like they understand for real yeah and they like to test the waters and they like to test mommy because carlito can test me <laughs> so definitely i agree with you with the whole spanking thing yeah let's try not to let's try not let's try you know different methods of discipline with our children it it, it just rears better results and it and it causes you to i mean not causes you but causes the child to have to heal less emotionally. Right. I want to I want to emphasize that even if it's not a physical wound or a physical scar or a physical mark or whatever, it leaves something there emotionally. So right. we have to understand that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, in my career, I always tell the story wherever I go, whenever I talk about spanking, I had this one client, mm -hmm. Chinese girl, and when I was asking her about, because her mom used to hit her on her legs uh -huh. to um, make her pay attention when doing her homework. Right, and right. she went off to school and she told the school so that's how we became involved and when I was asking her about how much it hurt she said eight years old she said it doesn't hurt that much on my legs but it hurts on the inside oh eight years old right you know what I mean so the feelings of the child like is, is shattered you know why is my parent doing this to me my parent that I love my parent that's protecting me my parent that's you know, supposed to love me. Is this, is this what love's supposed to look like? We're talking right. about an eight-year-old now. You know, eight-year-olds, I feel like I kind of remember some things from when I was eight. Right. Eight-year-olds, they remember things down on yeah, in, their, in their lives. traumatizing things. Exactly. You know, so the mother didn't bruise her. I think the mother even probably used her hand right. or something. The mother didn't even use no no objects or nothing. And, um, you know, the little girl said that it, that it hurt her feelings while her mother would hit her. Uh-huh. I feel bad for um, the little girl and how she understood. But some of these kids do need their ass with. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand that I feel bad for her. But some of these kids need their ass with. I got a friend and her kids right. so disrespectful. And she think it's funny. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, uh-uh. Since you have to put that, you got to get that in check. And check, right? But you could get that in check with your words too. Yeah, but and by taking away, funny. and by taking away, like you know, objects and stuff. Legend, he know, like when I'm serious, I don't even have to touch him. Like just my tone, Slim. You hear me? Yeah, because we training them from young, right? You know what I'm saying? But if you thought everything was funny and stuff like that, no, right? 
Right. Throw the whole right. kid in the garbage because no, they're gonna grow up and be like right. disrespectful. So exactly. we're training our kids from young. From young. I right. look at him and he know. Don't right. play with, I, I'm not gonna play with my mother. I had a friend and she looked at her child and he was cursing at everything and she was laughing and I, I was like, it was killing me on the inside. Like, no, he need a pluck in the mouth. You don't say that mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. some things is funny. Like the other day, Carlito, because I said shit, he said shit. So I was like, yeah, you're going to say shit. shit. You right. have to spell it. So we spelled <laughs> it. And I was like, what does it spell? He was like, shit. <laughs> But he doesn't understand. But right. for a kid, like, five, six years old, and they like, what the F and all this other stuff around adults and stuff like that and cursing at adults? No. Pluck That's that kid cute. in the mouth. He right. needs to get some soap and wash his mouth out. You said it was a boy? It was a boy, yeah. You see? And that's another thing, too. I feel like a lot of times from young boys are in check. That's why they need strong mothers. Like, a lot right. of times mothers be letting certain type of behaviors um, slide. And you can't be letting certain types of behaviors slide, especially those type of behaviors that that um that are towards women right. as well. I feel like a lot of mothers let, you know, certain types of behaviors slide uh, with they someone that comes to women. And we got to check that early. Got to check that shit right. early. Don't waltz around here saying that your son is going to be a heartbreaker. Don't waltz around here talking about how your son got all the girls. Oh, my God. And making their kids little thugs. Like, I see somebody's son had earrings in his ears, big chains on. Come on. I think I saw that too. They was in Florida. What you say? I said, I think I saw that too. They was in Florida. No, I just seen something on Instagram. I don't know where they was at. Yeah, in Florida, this, this girl... A perfect example of what you just said, big chains or whatever. And she had her little sons um dancing to rap music, and the caption was like, "Oh, um, girls always looking at my sons." Like she was just exploiting them so bad, and they right. was only like six and maybe eight years old. Right, but and I'm overall, just like, let children be children. Be children, right, right. Why are you raising them up so fast? Let children be children. Like, I had got my son some light-up sneakers, and some people was like, oh, light-up sneakers? Get the Jordans. And I'm like, no, my son liked the light-up sneakers. Exactly. He loved these. PJ right. Jazz and Paw Patrol. And your kids probably wanted too, because everybody too, right. Oh, the sneakers <laughs> light up? Yeah. Let children be children. Children. <laughs> Period. Like... It's true. Slim said, Oh, your sneakers light up. Yes. <laughs> right. Because they wanted to. No, you're right. Yeah, these kids right. really want light up sneakers. They running, standing on lines, paying $100, $200 for joints, and the kids going to grow right out of it. In a hot minute. Yeah, I learned that, that with my son. Children. Too. Buying Period. all of that. Right. Period. Right. Sure. That's a badass mom statement right there. Word. That's a fact. Slim right. took shit. My kid is gonna be a kid. Right. <laughs> he's gonna have the best childhood ever. As long ever. as I'm alive, he's gonna have the best childhood. Yeah. Right I with think. legends. Right there when they play dates. Right. Come on. They play so well together. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, we have to hurry up and schedule one. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say as it relates to the whole spanking stuff, my good black people. You know, I just want us to start rethinking. Discipline in our homes as it relates to the impact, the emotional impact to our children. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. No problem. Thank you for having me again. Right. Okay. So we could do another podcast some other time too, because I love how you talk. Oh, thank you. (laughs) 
Yes. Later. I love how you talk. All right. Later, boo. Later, y'all. We off this. Like, share, and add another dope-ass mom to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> peace out, everybody. Later. All right. Later.